0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Podcast Manager Show. You are in luck because you have tuned in to one of our success story episodes, which are some of your favorite episodes to listen to. In this success story episode, I am chatting with Hannah Clark, who went from being a RN to a podcast manager in the last year. You're going to hear how Hannah heard about the VA world got started with a VA course and then eventually niched down into podcast management and what it looked like for her landing podcast clients. We also talk about what her daily life looks like and what she hopes to accomplish in the next couple of months. All right, let's go talk to Hannah. Hey there. I'm Lauren and you're listening to the Podcast Manager Show, a podcast for podcast managers. Each week, we cover the technical and tactical aspects of running a profitable podcast manager business. With over 90,000 new shows starting each month, podcast managers are in demand. I mean, in demand. And I'm here to help you land your dream clients while reaching your monthly income goals without working like crazy. Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Hannah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to dig into your story of how you became a podcast manager and what that has looked like over the months that you've been doing this. But let's first start with by you telling us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of personal stuff of who you are.
1: So I'm Hannah. Um, I'm from Louisiana and I am or I, I was a registered nurse. Um, I still am, but I moved into being a podcast manager. I have a two year old son. I've been married for seven years now. So that's me. Yeah, love it.
0: So then how did you first hear about working online? And what was your motivation to to start looking for a job that wasn't being an RN?
1: Yeah. So I had my son in December of twenty nineteen. We had went through some trouble having him. So um it was like super, you know, perfect and great. And had him and then I was like, I don't know how I can go back to work. <laughs> I love being home with him. I love my job too, but I love being home. And um I remember he was only a few days old and my neighbor had made us like dinner. And um my husband went and picked it up. And he comes back to me and he's like, yeah, so our neighbor Gabby, she's like, you know, a VA now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you, um, you should do it. You know, you should, you should be a VA. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I am not doing that. That's not real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, fast forward, I didn't really know her that well at the time. Like we're good friends now, but at the time I was like, I don't really know her. I'm not asking her about this. Like Mm -hmm. this is no, I'm not doing this. So, um, fast forward a few months and, um, I think I saw her like outside and I like asked her about it. I was like, Hey, you know, what is this? Is this real? She's like, Hannah, it's so real. Like, please just do it. Sign up for this course. Still took me a while. So I actually went back to working night shift at the time. I am not a night shifter, but um, I thought it would be better to be home with my son during the day and work at night. And it really, it didn't, I loved my job, but it did not, it did not go well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I actually, um, a few months later, I said, okay, I'll just look at the course. Like, I'll just, I'll look at it. So I signed up for Michaela Quinn's course and I became a VA and I, I liked it. It was good, but I, I liked what I did, but I wasn't, um, I knew that this was not like, I couldn't find anything that I really loved. Like that. I just mm. like, this is it. This is what I want to do. They kept talking about like niching down and I'm like, I don't know anything that I want to do. I can't find what I want. And I don't know how I found it, but I ended up finding your masterclass. And I was like, Nope, this is it. Like, I know without a doubt, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I remember my neighbor, actually, she was, um, she had transitioned into like an OBM at the time. And she's like, Hannah, like, don't get, you know, shiny object syndrome. Like, don't run into just every little course. And I'm like, no, no, like, you don't understand. Like, this is what I want. Yeah. So I ended up doing your masterclass and sign up for your course immediately after. And that was January of 2021. Um, So a year ago.
0: So before you go on, I would love to know, you were questioning the legitimacy of being a VA or working online, which I think, you know, probably 75% of us have had those questions of like, is this real? And maybe even like, what are people going to think? Like those kind of, kinds of things. So if you did have that legitimacy question, like when did that switch over for you that you're like, oh, no, I'm 100% on board with being a VA? Like, was it before you joined Michaela's program? Or was it like, did it take longer?
1: It took a while. So before I joined Michaela's course, I still wasn't convinced. I took the course and I I believed it. But then I was like, I don't think this can work for me. Like I still mm-hmm. didn't quite believe it. Um, I became a VA, had a few clients and I still was like, okay, this is, it's going well, but I don't see how it's going to replace my income. Like, I just don't see it. And I didn't really apply myself like I should have. And it didn't like, you know, I didn't want people to like know what I was doing, which is crazy yeah, because yeah, yeah. now I'm like, I, I tell everyone, you know? But um, I think once I fully went in and was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is it. Like, it's now or never. Um, you were all in. Yeah, I was all in.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, I can totally relate to like not wanting to tell anyone. I mean, I'm sure you know, I talk about this from time to time of like, I still am just like kind of close, close to my chest with what I do, because it's like, it's something I love. And I feel like I'm weirdly like affected by other people's opinions about it. And I'm like, I don't want that. Like, this is this right. is my thing. You know, people that I, I meet on the streets, like, I don't really need their questioning or opinion about it. And so I I mean, I tell people, obviously, but I'm still not like, trying to like sell everyone on it, right? Because I don't, I don't really feel like I need to right okay so you're like okay podcast management all the way this is the right fit which is great i love like that clarity right like you're just like okay i'm i'm feeling good about this what was it like landing your first client as a podcast manager
1: so i actually landed a client pretty fast it was actually faster than i ever landed a va client as well but i i probably within less than a month after doing the course i landed a client and after that i had a hard time because i was like, oh, this is easy. Like, I don't have to really like apply myself and do the (laughs) things that I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so I, for months, I didn't land a client, but I wasn't doing anything to land them either. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, they'll come to me. Everything's set up. And then you're like, wait, (laughs) they're not coming to me. I need a strategy. Right. How did your, like, how did you feel though, discouragement wise when that was happening? Like, were you, did you remain pretty optimistic or did you feel like, or did you start to get discouraged?
1: Um, I'm a pretty optimistic person, but I did get discouraged. And it was, I didn't realize I was holding myself back. I didn't realize like I was the person in the way. I didn't realize that now, but at the time I was like, I am not telling people about this, I'm not applying myself, I'm not like sharing about it on my personal social media, I'm not doing anything to truly try to land clients. And I mean, I have to put myself out there. And it actually ended up happening. So a year after I started my original business, um, July of 2021, I actually was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Like I'm giving up. Like I'm just, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up landing a wonderful, like dream nursing job um, as a school nurse. And I um landed the interview and I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a full-time nurse again, like full on, just I'm done. Yeah. And I prayed about it. I did not feel right about it. I like we toured daycares, we did everything, and I just felt so just not right about it. And um, I was like, I'm not supposed, to, like I should be doing my podcast management. Like I felt it deep down. I was like, this is what you really want, Hannah. Like push yourself, apply mm-hmm. it and like tell everyone, go to the coaching calls, like do the things that you're supposed to do. So I actually canceled the interview <laughs> and I was like, Well, I'll never get that interview again. So I have to push this. You know, have to push my business. Yeah, and I did a 30 day like challenge in another group, and I ended up landing three clients during that time. So that was effective.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but I I totally get though your point of just the focus. The focus makes such a big difference, and you know, consistent effort counts for sure. But like, if we can be like zeroed in on on a goal and really have that like main focus, I think it just does wonders. I mean, clearly in 30 days, you were able to get through that huge roadblock too of once it's been a little while since you've landed a client, it starts to become a mental thing. So not only did you get through the mental piece of it, but you actually also landed three clients.
1: Right, right.
0: Wow, awesome. That is, that's awesome. And yeah, I think just with putting yourself out there, you have to kind of own it, like you said. But that just gave me chills that you're like, you knew that it wasn't right to like take this job. That was kind of a no, maybe a no brainer. Like you said, like dream Mm -hmm. job. This is just, this is going to be so easy to just do. But you, you knew that it wasn't right. So good on you for, for following that gut.
1: It was hard. My husband was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to do this. And he's like, all right, well, if you think so. (laughs) Yep. So
0: then Tell us about how you found those clients, Your, those four clients that we've talked about so
1: far. Where were you finding them? Yeah. So my first client, I found through a Facebook group. My second client was actually a cold pitch, which I don't do. I'm not a cold pitch kind of person at all, but I felt compelled to do it and mm-hmm. um, I landed her and then... The other ones were Facebook groups. um, And then they ended up not working out. And the first client ended up ending her podcast. So Mm. then I was kind of back with like one client. And then from there, it was just referrals. Like, so I've landed three more from referrals from there. So, which is awesome um, to have people, you know, hey, you know, this is my podcast manager kind of thing. So
0: yeah. And I forget, I think I've talked about this on an episode in the past, but those referral clients are those referral leads before they come clients, they're so like, they're trusting you already. They're like really warm leads because they were referred to you. So yeah, those are like the best people to get on a discovery call because a lot of those barriers are down. And it's like, okay, let's just see if we're the right fit. And if we are, then it's gonna likely be a yes. So you have four clients right now?
1: Yes, four. So I did two launches at a time. And one of them launches tomorrow and then i have another launch next month. So
0: awesome! so four total. Okay, awesome. Do you feel like these are like good clients that you want to keep for an extended period of time?
1: Absolutely. Like they are great clients, perfect clients. So
0: yeah. That's great. I love to hear that. Tell us a little bit about like your daily life. You mentioned that you wanted to stay home with your son. So tell us a little bit about like what your daily life looks like right now.
1: Yeah. So right now um, he's not in daycare or anything. So I usually, you know, I'll work, I still work at the hospital like once or twice a month, just because I do love my job there, but I am mostly full-time podcast management. Mm -hmm. So I um, get up usually before he wakes up. I'm not an early bird and I'm not really a a night owl either. So I'm kind of, I like like a midday kind of day, but (laughs) um,
0: just, (laughs) So
1: (laughs) because he's home, I have to wake up early in order to like get some work done, which is really great. Whenever I do it, I'm like, this is perfect because I can get a lot of work done. I feel productive. And then he wakes up and we spend time together. So then he still takes like a two hour nap or so. So I, I work during that time as well. So I probably work like four hours a day or so.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I love those early mornings and I haven't done them in a long time. I don't even know if I've done them since I've had my almost two year old. So it's been, it's been a hot minute, but And just waking up and like getting stuff done before they wake up is so like it's motivating for the rest of the day. For sure. Hey there, I wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick message for you. If you are listening to this show, then you are either wanting to become a podcast manager or currently a podcast manager, and I wanted to invite you to my free masterclass where I show you how to become a profitable podcast manager without working more than 20 hours per week. So in this masterclass, I break down what it would look like for you to be making three to 5k per month working as a podcast manager without working more than 20 hours a week. Not only do I break that down, but I also talk about the three myths that I used to believe that was keeping me away from being a profitable podcast manager and that you might be believing as well. That and I share all the details about my podcast manager program. So if you're interested in learning more, learning the three myths that might be keeping you away from becoming a profitable podcast manager, or you just want to see what does it take to be a Profitable Podcast Manager, then grab a seat to my masterclass. I would love to see you there. Just head to laurenwrighton.com forward slash masterclass, and it'll show the next available time. Okay, awesome, that is it. Go sign up for the masterclass. I can't wait to see you there. Let's get back to the episode. Now, I follow you on Instagram, so I see, do you multitask during the day of like editing? when he's with you? Or is it during nap time?
1: So editing, I feel like sometimes it's kind of, it's hard whenever you have a two-year-old because not hard, but just hard whenever they're awake and running around. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So I will usually try to do editing while he's asleep, like in the mornings or during his nap. But I do like show notes and graphics and audiograms and that kind of stuff while he's awake. Gotcha.
0: No, I was curious about that because I'm like, I cannot do that. I'm so focused and like engrossed when I'm editing that I was just curious if you I'm like, maybe other people can, maybe that's no. just me. But yeah, I, same.
1: I've tried it and I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> right. And like when it comes to editing, if you have to stop and like, if you get interrupted many times, it's like, I'm not getting anything done. Right. <laughs> this is a lost cause. So, okay. I was just, I was just curious about that piece. Maybe maybe I'll find someone someday that that multitasks. but you don't need to at the same time. I also like love focused time away from my kids. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I love being with them and I love being able also to like dive into my work. So I don't really find it to be a big problem, but just curious there. Now of all of these clients that you've landed, maybe the ones that you, you don't have anymore and the ones that you have now, did they have a common like ideal client or were they kind of all over with what they're talking about on their shows?
1: Yeah. So I originally, I was like female entrepreneur was what I was going for. Preferably like faith-based Christian, you know, but I kind of, I really like working with course creators, I think. So I'm kind of like moving into that more and all of my clients minus one are course creators. So
0: yeah, so that's a good one. Cause it's definitely broad enough that you can get good at it. And also they just like love starting podcasts. So it's, it's a good, right. it's a dream. <laughs> combination.
1: And we have a lot to talk about too. So
0: yes, that's true. That's a good segue. I love hearing about like, what's one of your favorite parts about podcast management?
1: Editing, for sure. I love editing. I like show notes now. I used to not like them at all. (laughs) But now I really like show notes as well. But editing is my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. Love that.
0: Did you find that it was, it took a while? Like, was there a big learning curve? Or how was it learning editing and feeling like, okay, I'm, you know, I feel, I'm feeling good and confident about this. What was that process like for you?
1: Yeah. So I'm not a techie person at all, like at all, like the remote doesn't work and my husband (laughs) has to do it. Like I am not a techie person. So I watched your masterclass and I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I want to do this. So when I took the course, I was like, wow, I actually can do this. So I remember like editing. I was like, I love it. Like, it's so much fun. And I actually enjoy it. My husband's like, you are not like good for you, but you don't like anything to do with technology. I'm like, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So it's actually, it was not, it really was easy to get into, believe it or not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Do you consider yourself like a detail oriented person?
1: Very much so. Very.
0: I love like knowing that because I found like some people that love editing, they are very detailed and so they love that piece of it, but some people aren't. You would assume that like you have to be detail oriented to be like an editor of any kind really. But I haven't found that connection with podcast editing which is so fascinating to me. I don't find myself to be a detail oriented person. In some ways I am, but like for mo- the most part I'm not. I it's so creative of a process that I think I like it for like mainly that reason, but you you are d- very detail oriented.
1: I am and I have to be careful like while I'm editing because I'll get like really like nitpicky and so it's kind of a balance now. Like I'm having to like, okay, you don't have to be like super detailed, like
0: Mm -hmm. but then like once you you're in this place as like a podcast editor, it's crazy when people say like they don't edit their show because you're like thinking of all of the things that
1: you do and you're like, Yes. How do you (laughs) but what about
0: all of those things that are left in your show?
1: Right. Or I've listened to podcasts and I'm like, they're not edited. Like how? I can't even listen. Like, how do yeah. I listen to this? And they're great podcasts. I'm like, oh, no, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I notice that more with like videos that I watch because I'll hear like tongue clicks in videos. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it's yes. just, it sticks out so much now that like, you know, when, when you have a trained ear.
1: Yes. I, well, I hear it like talking to people, just like a normal <laughs> conversation. And I'm like, what? what am I doing? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you know you're you're in it deep <laughs> now are there any of the parts of podcast management the skills the services that you feel like you just aren't interested in doing or you're you're like I'm just yeah I'm not interested in
1: doing this yeah I'm not big into pitching like pitching my clients to be on other podcasts I I've done it and I can do it it's just not my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. guest management I like like as far as getting people on you know, their show, but I'm not big into pitching.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I would agree to that. I love guest management, but I don't like pitching, which is which is interesting. You'd think that it would be similar, but it's really not
1: it's not (laughs) the same
0: feel. The pitching, it just feels like to me so much of like a not like throwing spaghetti at the wall, but it's like quantity over quality, maybe. Right. Whereas like with guest management, it's like quality over quantity. Like be really clear. So I agree with you there. Right. So you said that you're you're launching 2 shows right now. So you're going to be onboarding those clients. And well, are you onboarding those clients into monthly management? Yes.
1: So one of my clients' podcasts, it launches tomorrow. So then I will move into monthly management after that. And then my other clients, the same. So she'll launch next month and we'll move into monthly management after that.
0: Nice. So with 4 clients, do you feel good there? Or where do you hope to see your business in, let's say, like six months?
1: Yeah. So two of them are only like twice a month or so. So I feel like I'll move into um, maybe another client or two, or if I up packages with them or something like that. So I could probably take on two more clients comfortably right now, just because of those other podcasts being twice a month. But if they were full weekly, I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I like having those clients that are two times a month, because it takes up a lot. Obviously, it takes up a lot less space in your brain because they are and you get to work on a different show. It's like kind of adds variety without like taking up as much time as your, you know, weekly shows. Right. Yeah. It's really nice sometimes
1: to have two a month. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. Any other goals that you have for yourself and what you're hoping to accomplish this
1: year? Yeah. So um, at the end of This past year, the end of 2021, I hit my revenue goal that I wanted to meet. So I set a new one. (laughs) That's a great, that's a great idea. (laughs) So I'm hoping to um, at some point hit that, but I think my son's going to have to go to like daycare. He's ready. He's, he wants to go, you know, so we're probably gonna do like Mother's Day out in August. And then I'll really like focus in and try to hit another revenue goal.
0: Awesome. So that'll be so exciting. That transition of like, you know, getting your kids into something is, is a fun one. I was happy that I finally did it. I kind of dragged my feet for a while, but I finally did it. And I was so happy once I did. So I hope that process goes super smooth for you.
1: Yeah, that's me. I'm like, I didn't want to do it. And then I'm like, he's ready. And he can go half a day and it'll be fine. Yeah,
0: you still get to spend lots of time with them. And they get to socialize and, and learn. And it's good for everybody. Yes. Awesome, Hannah. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your journey. I know people love to hear like from, you know, real people. What is it really like? What did you do before? So thanks for sharing all those details. How can the audience connect with you after the show?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Hannah Clark underscore podcast management. And I'm also at www.HannahClarkPodcastManagement.com. You can find me there. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much again. Yes, thank you.
0: Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.